Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited as always to be here with you for this episode. And today specifically, I am talking with actually a client, an author, a speaker, an executive leadership coach, but a woman who holds the second place record for my clients in the speed that they've finished writing their manuscripts. My guest today, the amazing Sue Salvamini, author of Leadership by Choice, Seven Keys to Maximizing Your Impact and Influence in the Workplace Right Where You Are, wrote the first draft of her manuscript in 33 days. Now, interesting thing to know about Sue, she's also a marathon runner, and maybe we'll get into the Incredible story of how she finished a marathon on a broken ankle. She was also an active army officer for four years. So this is a woman who's incredibly driven, but she's also proof that with commitment and with drive, you can write your book and perhaps faster than you even thought. So executive coach, Sue Salvamini, amazing human being. I am so excited that you're here today. So welcome. Thanks, Christine. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm, I'm already the competitive edge about the second place finisher. I'm like, okay, <laughs> wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, second place. I'm sorry, Sue, but the first place student in my Get Your Book Done program finished their manuscript in 10 days from beginning. Oh, life. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stand in awe. That, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know that I'd recommend that, but you know, she did it. She set out the time in 10 days, but you're second place at 33 days for your first manuscript, but I think that's pretty flippin' amazing. I'll take it. It's all good. Thanks. So while you wrote your book in 33 days, I'm just curious, and our listeners may be curious as well, like, did you always know you wanted to write a book? Did you sit on it for years? Did you just wake up one morning and be like, oh, I'm writing a book? Like, what was your journey to becoming an author? I think that I, I always knew I had a book in me at least mm. one. And the way I knew that was... Like, hold on a sec. Always like when you were in first grade? Always? No, no. I think always in my, in my career years. It's a great okay. question. So more so, so after the military, I was in a sales and marketing role and I was an avid, at the time, cassette tape, <laughs> cassette tape listener. This was pre-podcast timing, but I always would be running, you know, tapes in the car when I was driving early mornings just to be, you know, fueling my brain with sales techniques, with leadership techniques, with, you know, self-talk affirmations. So I was always learning. And as I would listen to these speakers and, and people and, and heard these great, just great guidance and great guidelines, over the years, I found that I was starting to dictate in my head lessons learned. And these would be things that then later in my journey, as I was leading teams, I would want to, you know, these were just tidbits of things that I was picking up that I thought these have been helpful for others. And, and I was writing them in my head and I would often just dictate into my phone. 
Mm. Note, note to self, like a blog post or something that I had that I really felt might be that I'd learned and experienced or one of my sales representatives or team members was experiencing that they found helpful. And so I, I was constantly writing in my head all of the time, blog posts or, or quick editorials or letters. So deep down, I had these ideas and thoughts that have been going on and on for years. And I just wasn't quite sure when and how, if I would ever gain the courage or, or choose to, to set the time aside to really do this. And, and I'm sure there's a part of it of really like, am I really an author? Am I just, you know, like everyone else? And we talk to ourselves when we're driving or thinking about, oh, this could be a cool book or editorial or blog post in, in later years. Well, I will say in all the years that I've worked with authors, Sue, that there are some who finally, I just need to get real with them and be like, I think you like the idea and the fantasy of being an author more than you like the reality of making it happen. And it's like, whenever I have to have that conversation, and I haven't had it a lot, but I have had to have it. It's difficult because, you know, you like, some authors do like they live in the fantasy of authorship, but are unwilling to do what it takes to make it happen. But you lived in that ideas for a number of years, and then boom, something happened. So what happened that had you go from you know dictating notes and you know things like that and brewing and and you know creating all of these ideas and documenting these ideas to finally saying, okay, I'm going to step out of someday or this fantasy or this dream and into action. What happened? So a couple of things happened. And the first thing to know is that I tend to be highly goal-driven and goal-oriented. And that really happened right before my 50th birthday. And I will say that because as my 50th birthday was approaching, I was surrounded by a lot of people that that the whole thought of that being in their 50s was terrifying. And I was not going to allow that. And so it was right around that time that I founded my company. And every year, and the reason that was critical is I started to make goals on my birthday year. And what the purpose of that was so that on my birthday, I wanted to be able to look back and say to myself, really to no one else, what did I accomplish in this past year, personally, professionally, athletically, you know, and just sort of three areas that were important to me, you know, that, that I was constantly growing and looking forward to the year. And the way I look forward to the year is I fast forward and look backwards. And so the book, here I was now, I was a couple of years into founding my company, Focal Point, which as you mentioned in the intro is, it's a leadership development executive coaching company. So my work is around working with high type A, highly driven people that have achieved much that just want to continue to push themselves to grow, learn, develop, produce, and yield results. So I work with these people that are highly driven. And so here I am now, a couple of years in, I've been doing workshops, I've been working with leaders, very high-level leaders, along with mid-level managers and professionals, and I was common messages and themes were coming up. Mm. In, their, in their journey. So I was around my birthday and this was all coming together. I'd been working in this business and these same messages were coming up. And as I was looking forward one year to my next birthday, which is in October, I thought, this is the year I'm writing my book. I've been thinking about it. It's been getting more and more in my brain. This is the year I will write my book. So by my birthday uh, of the following year, I will have a book. So that was the first thing. I knew it was in my goal. 
then fast forward, I, I hear of a webinar, truthfully, that you were doing through my coaching organization on getting your book done, and I listened to it. And I was intrigued. I was like, this sounds like someone that I could attach my wagon to that will help me make this dream a reality. So that went on. And simultaneous with that, I was asked to be a keynote speaker by two organizations in the months of April and May of the, so now six months out. And I thought, when will I ever be in front of 300 people in a, con- in a concise time frame, because of the workshops I did were more 20, 30, but this was going to be 300 people across the country between these two events. And I thought, I have to have my book for that, period. Mm-hmm. I have to have my book. And if you remember, when we had our first conversation, I said to you, Christine, what's the fastest we could get a book done? And, and, it, and then it just sort of, so it was the combination of One, I had this, I'd made this commitment in my head that in that year, my year, I would work towards getting my book done. Then I was, obviously, you start to seek and I I hear you and I I get connected with somebody that starts to make that vision seem a little bit more realistic. And then the ultimate was, I had something that catapulted my energy towards doing it quickly. And that was an opportunity that I would be in front of a group of people. So it gave me a very specific and finite time frame and therefore that just fueled me. And that's very consistent with how I how I tend to operate. I mean, if I'm trying to get healthier, sometimes rather than just getting healthier, I'll say, well, why don't I why don't I sign up for a half marathon? And I will say I've only run a half. I'm working on the full. And I'll sign up for the half marathon and then I backward plan and I see myself finishing it and I backward plan on training. And those for me, creating a deadline propels me into doing taking actionable steps in ways that I might not have without in the absence of one. Absolutely. I call it reverse engineering. Exactly. I just had, I just literally, <laughs> as we're recording this, I just yesterday had a, um, like one of my select clients here for three hour VIP in-person session. She was sitting in my office in my home and we were talking she's like, okay, I want the book out, you know, by the end of November. I was like, okay, we got to reverse engineer it. But the other thing that I love that you talked about here, and I sort of want to put an exclamation mark on for our listeners is there were, there were two levels of commitment you had made an internal commitment, right? This commitment that maybe no one else in the world would know except you had decided that by my birthday next year, I am going to be an author, right? This is an internal commitment. But as soon as you made that commitment, and this goes for every single one of you with your book, when you actually truly make that internal commitment, things change, right? Like I'm sure that you happened to land on that webinar that I was doing that way for the IPEC organization because you had already made a commitment. Like, yes, you, I believe you absolutely did that awareness to see that email in a box full of a gazillion emails. Absolutely. Because of the internal commitment. Yes, it, it absolutely is true. And it's funny now being an author, a lot of people ask me about that process. And that is key because they have the idea. And I do agree, it's really, it's taking that first leap of committing. And it's true. Once you do that, you consciously and subconsciously create the opportunity for that to happen because your mind has shifted. Absolutely. But what you had in place as well, which people can create for themselves, like this client I was talking with yesterday, she has an external commitment. 
She wants her book to come out at a particular point in time for a particular reason of something very particular that's going on in the world. And that was like her external commitment. So not only did you have an internal, but you had an external one as well, which was the lore, you know, the, the I don't want to say the lore, but the opportunity was the word you used of being able to be in front of all of these people. So yes. maybe, you know, as you're listening to this today, Maybe there's an internal commitment that you need to make to actually make that commitment. And I actually am going to share a free training. If you haven't seen what's, what I've got going on right now, I'll share that with you to help you make that internal commitment completely free, but it'll get you in the game for sure. But also consider strongly creating an external commitment for yourself. Maybe you're going to do a one-day workshop you know, a year from today. You want to plan a one-day workshop and have the goal of having your book in your hands and, you know, workshop ticket price includes a signed copy. You know, that's one example of an external commitment. You know, Sue was lucky enough to have some speaking engagements come her way. Like, can you plan speaking engagements for a time out in the future where you know I have an external commitment that I'm going to have my books at that event? Because the internal commitment is huge, but the combination with the external commitment is, you know, remarkable. So... Anything else you want to comment on that, Sue, before I add something real quick or add my No, I think, I, think it's, I think it's spot on. And I, I, like you said, you know, I, when I have an external commitment, and it's really interesting, and I always, I, I, this is a big part of the work I do with my clients too, it's the commitment that propels you forward. How it lands in the end might not be exactly that way. And I share this because in the end, I chose, the book was done. The book was done for this event, but if you remember, because there was such a different opportunity to do the reflection journal, yes, I chose not to have the book. So, and it was fine. It was actually it was the right choice. But what I'm, but what's interesting is it was that speaking event, that combination of speaking events that totally catapulted me. Yet in the end, I did not show up at that event with the book, even though it was ready. I also chose for different reasons that were the right reasons at the time. So to, to delay it a couple more months, but that doesn't, to me, that was just success upon success. And I think that when you can latch on to an external commitment, and again, another one is this half marathon, the marathon seems like the goal or publishing the book seems like the, 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 the absolute end all, but it's the journey and the process that happens in the days leading up to it where the real transformation and growth come. And I mean, that's where the honor and, and the fun of all of it really lies. And, and I have to just say that pushing yourself to do something that seems a little bit crazy or aggressive, maybe in timing, the growth that happens, and, and, and I will say fun, is just, it's beyond, it's beyond words. It was, and it was fun for us to witness, like me as your coach and everyone on my team and, you know, fellow people who were in the program with you. I'm like picturing you on that retreat and the, the inspiration you brought to everyone else in the retreat because of this, you know, commitment and kind of crazy timeline. And like, it, it, it's amazing to witness. And those of you listening, like there are people who will be impacted simply by seeing you as you move through the process of saying, I'm going to do this and then doing it. The book will transform people's lives, of course, but you'll actually transform lives by people witnessing you. Like I got to see Sue transform the lives of her, you know, fellow participants in the program she was in with me and be inspired, you know, by her journey. So before I ask the next question, Sue, I feel like some of you might be ready to make that commitment yourself. So in case you haven't seen it yet, I do just want to make sure you know that you can make that commitment first 
step of the commitment completely free by joining me in my book breakthrough quest. Registration is happening right now as this episode is airing in mid-May and you can just go to bookbreakthroughquest.com. Again, that's bookbreakthroughquest.com to register. It is a free five-day training that when I did it last year, people were saying they got more clarity on their book in five days than they had in five years. One person even said than they had in five decades. So it's five days, it's completely free, and it will help you gain clarity and confidence to, to do what Sue has done, to make that commitment and move forward with this book. So you can just go register at bookbreakthroughquest.com and tell everyone you know who wants to write a book that they really need to be there. It's, it's Honestly, it's the best free author training out there today. At least that's what people are telling me. I'm not just to- tooting my own horn, um, but that's the feedback <laughs> that we got when we did it last year. So anyway, Sue, when you wrote your book, obviously we talked about how you did it in a really short time frame. You had the external commitment, you had the internal commitment. Like, was there anything else that worked for you to help you stay motivated? I know you worked with me privately as a coach to help you stay motivated, but anything else that you want to share that might help our listeners in terms of the motivation factor? Absolutely. Yes. And it's funny, as we're recording this, I'm looking at it right now. And it's, so I am a visual person. I believe intensely on the power of visualization. And when I say visualization, it's, and I I do this in my book, actually take my readers through a whole journey of what that really means and how to, how to really create a crystal clear vision of what it is you're trying to achieve. And the first thing I did once we nailed the title was I wrote on my focal point letterhead, I created a title page for my book. And I have the title, Leadership by Choice, the the seven keys to maximize your impact. It's written on an eight and a half by 11 paper that I printed out on my computer with my name. And then I took, and I don't know if I've shared this with anyone. It's a little bit embarrassing, but it, it totally worked. I took all different types of pens and I disguised my handwriting. I can't believe I'm staring at it right now. And I wrote notes to myself as if people were writing to me about my book. And I really am a little bit, I I don't think I've shared this and you wouldn't know unless you were in my office. And there's one that says, Sue, thank you for writing this book. It was just what I needed. And then there's another one that's like in green marker. Then there's one in, in pen that says, we would like to introduce best-selling author and speaker, Sue Salvamini. Then there's another one that says, Sue, it was worth the time and effort. You know, and then it's, so there's all of these, like, as if somebody autographed my book and it sounds crazy, but those affirmations in the third person, when I would sit down to write, I had that with me all of the time as if the book was already written and it was written well and people were being impacted by it, which was the purpose for writing the book. And I took that with me when I wrote in the library. And and so I use that all the time. The other thing I did was you introduced me to the app that you had, the Mind PT Mm -hmm. app. And I, I, I would put the app on and I would listen to the music and it ended up being an amazing creativity trigger for me. So that when I was sitting down to write, it helped me get in the zone of writing because I was doing it quickly. And sometimes your mind isn't really working with you. That was something I did learn. Unlike preparing to run a half marathon where you get out, sometimes you don't feel great, but your legs will Mm -hmm. move. Writing was a little different. Sometimes you wanted to write, but your mind was not 
allowing the words to always come out. So using the app and the affirmation as if it had already happened, helped me stay in the zone and stay really focused on achieving the goal. Well, I love it. I love that you used the Prime Your Mind for Writing app because that is like, if you really use that tool, it can make writing so much easier. And I used it every time. I can still hear it. It was such a, you know, like a, a Pavlov's. I mean, you heard it and the mind clicked in. Amazing. Amazing. But I also, you had never shared with me this colorful, you know, markered, endorsed, uh, praised, mock title page of your book as a visual cue as well. That's brilliant. You should see it now. It's all curled up. It's on old letterhead and I still have it on my bulletin board. Actually right underneath my name tag, the My Time to Write and the Inspire tag that I have from our three-day Oh, the bookmark, the bookmark from the the writing retreat. I love it. It's all right here on my bulletin board (laughs) next to my half marathon. It's so funny. I don't pay attention to this. It sort of is my board that I keep and I don't, I'm looking at it right now as we're, as we're recording. Well, I would love if you would take a picture of that page for me. So, and just text it over. I'd love to see it. (laughs) But yes, having the visual as if it already happened is key. And I, I really believe that that helps propel, it propels me to achieve what feels sometimes like insurmountable or or very aggressive goals. And I know with my clients in in other areas, when you can really fast forward and as if it's already happened and you stay focused on that, it can really help you over that hurdle. So I encourage people considering this to, you know, see and feel what it's going to, what it's going to be like when you have that, that book done, that manuscript done. So this kind of begs the question, like, did you ever feel like you faced challenges in the writing process or, you know, were you so set up between the coaching and the retreats and your beautiful visuals and the Prime Your Mind for Writing app and all this other stuff, or did the challenges come? Oh, the, the challenges came. Okay. So um, you're just like every other author. No, I will, I, I will tell you. And it's funny. Challenges. I mean, there were a couple. And, and I think the first one just from a, a mechanical perspective, is what I learned is unlike other times that I set my mind to do something and just make it happen. And my peer group knows that I'm sort of like that. It's like, if I make a commitment, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This was a little different. And what I learned was there is value in giving your mind space to think because writing is a creative process. Even if you have your topics outlined, that sometimes there is value in letting the ideas percolate. And for example, I do a chapter on vision. And the initial chapter in the first manuscript was pretty vanilla. I mean, it was, it was one thing. And then as I was going back to the rewrite, I started to, it starts to come to me, well, wait a minute, let's really pull some neat, unique visionaries and tell their story. So that, that bodes a little bit of an opportunity for research. And and in the research, I was learning about people I didn't even know about. So there was a whole fun element. But what that meant is it took a little bit more time than I might've thought it would take. So what I learned was that sometimes there's value in that, which doesn't necessarily sync up with my own schedule <laughs> that I was trying to stay to. <laughs> that deadline, yeah. so, and, and, and so I had to allow myself flex because I liked where it was going. So for me, this was very different. I went from being a little bit of a rigid, you know, accountability person to my deadline, which I do in different areas of my life, to 
learning the value in flexing that muscle sometimes because the creative process was bringing me that way and it was good. So Mm. that was challenging because it pulled me off of my schedule the way I had envisioned it, you know, but in the end, I, I couldn't have been happier with where it went. So I had, so the first thing was that was challenging because I had to allow myself to maybe tweak this schedule because it was working that way. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. The second one, and I don't even know again, if you know this, the second one came after the book was written and I was now trying to get an endorsement. And I, did I, t- I don't, I'd, I'd reached out to someone that I followed for years and I had made direct contact with this person's office and they were super excited to get my manuscript and would be honored to look at it and consider writing an endorsement. And I was nervous about this because this is completely not my, it's something that's difficult for me to do. I love recognizing people and giving people praise, but the thought of asking somebody to review my book and write an endorsement was very uncharted ground, not one I really wanted to go in, but in, in, out of trying to get my book out there for the greater purpose, I felt this would help it. So I send it out and I don't hear anything. And what happened internally by not hearing something was something I never could have anticipated. And I actually went into a very dark few weeks of thinking, what am I thinking anyway? It was my gremlin, my inner critic saying, oh, this is not good. This person isn't going to write an endorsement. They're not writing an endorsement. What were you thinking anyway? Who are you to write this book? I mean, truthfully, like really not so good stuff. And Mm. I was paralyzed. I was truly paralyzed. And I I knew I was. I knew exactly what was going on. And I couldn't even self-coach myself out of it. And what's so funny is when when I first decided to write the book, I said to myself, you know, as part of the process that you take us through, you know, what's the greater purpose in this book? And I said, you know, if one person gets their hands on my book that I might not meet through my regular work or workshops or whatnot, if one person gets their hands on my book and it helps them move forward directionally and find fulfillment in their work where they are or just recognize how valuable they are, if one person can, that gets this book, then it's worth every inch of what I'm doing. And that's not to be like an under, you know, like striving low, a low bar. That was about really, I just want, if one person, it makes all of this worth it. So now here I am in this horrifically paralyzed state. And I mean paralyzed and self-doubt. And I'm reading the book (laughs) as part of my editing process. And I get to the chapter, chapter four on barriers. And there's two sections in barriers that, that talk about just sort of fear of failure. And, and I'm in this section on fear. And as I'm reading it, I realize that I'm allowing this one episode to possibly just freeze me in my steps. And I literally am reading the book and I started to laugh, cry a little bit in, in a funny way. It was more funny because I thought, oh my gosh. And now I'm, I'm actually, I'm like, you're reading your own silly book. And I don't mean it that way, but you're reading your own words. In your own words, just totally made you see what was happening. And I immediately was refreshed and renewed. And I didn't think about what was going on with that endorsement. And I moved forward and it just gave me the new energy to move ahead and get this book finished. 
And what's interesting is I don't even remember what happened with the endorsement, but what I do know, I mean, I didn't get it per se, but I didn't not get it. I think, I don't know that they, I don't even know if they received the, um, the manuscript, but the point was, was I was allowing a single event to take everything else and stop me in my steps. Mm. And even knowing that I tend to be, I mean, I tend to muscle through these things because I'm a fighter when it comes to confidence like that. I mean, if I'm feeling confident, even if I have moments of not, I'll fight through that because I believe that that's how I grow. I was really struggling with this. And I think the lesson to others is we all have incredible doubt about who are we to write this book or who are we, we do we really know more or know less? And, and you know, the the answer is sometimes the story might have been told in a different way by someone else, but it will never be your story. It will never be with you behind it. So it's never been written. Topics have been, but your version and everything that you bring to it has never been out there. And your version will touch someone in a way that none other has. And you have to just Go on that and know that in your core and your essence, despite what you're feeling, that if this vision or this idea has been put in your heart and in your head, I believe that it's been placed by a much bigger power. And I believe there's a reason and you need to get those words out and you need to go for it and go beyond your self-doubt and the fear and get those words out there, get them on paper and get them out there and let, let the magic happen you know, through your faith, through, through, through the, the greater purpose of this book. And that was what grabbed me. And it propelled me right past that awful, awful paralysis that I was in. And I haven't, I haven't thought about it again. I laugh about it now, but at the time it was real. I mean, it, it was deep and it was real and it was paralyzing. Cause it's writing a book is such, it's a very vulnerable thing. You know, like you're putting your heart and soul, your your energy, your essence, your love, your wisdom, your experience, some of your own challenges and pain on the pages. And it, it because it's so energized, I'll say, <laughs> this whole book writing process that it's not uncommon, Sue. You're not the only author I've heard who, when they ask for an endorsement and don't get it, it's like, it just, it deflates the entire thing. And I love, you actually answered the last question I was going to ask you is, you know, what do you want to leave our audience with? And I feel like you just did that really bringing home that if you've been given this idea, you've been given this spark to write this book, it must be written by you because no one else can write it. So Thank you so much for bringing that message home. I just like, I was literally, I'm sitting here and I've got both my arms like up in like the yes pose oh, as you were talking because I just want every single one of you listening to really like, ah, let that sink in. If you've been yeah. given it, it's yours to do no matter how many books have been written on the topic. It's, it's true. And, and, you know, and I can even, I have the, the benefit now of having lived that answer and knowing as people have read the book and the emails or the calls about getting the book at the right time in their life and how it's helped them. You never know how it's going to land or what part of the book will land with someone. And I feel to a certain degree, that's not, that's not your part. Your part, mm -hmm. our part is to get, get the words out and, and, 
the rest will happen. And I will say, it's so crazy awesome to know that by your own leap of faith and vulnerability, and you're right, it, you, you do become vulnerable. By being vulnerable, you have the opportunity to impact and change the life of, of another person, which then impacts and changes the life of those around them. Yes. So you, you can't, and you know, that's it's so funny. That is the topic of my particular book, but it's the topic of everyone's book because everyone's book has the opportunity to make a difference in many, many lives as long as it's out there, but it's got to be out there, you know, yes. perfectly imperfect, perfectly imperfect. You and got it. And it starts, you know, it starts as this seed of this vision, which is why I actually want to make sure you all know that Sue has a free Vision Quest workbook available for you to help you tap into. And well, you can speak more about it, but if you go into the show notes, you'll see a link for Sue's Vision Quest workbook. And that may help you if you feel like, well, I'm not quite, you know, not quite clear on the vision. Go grab her workbook and work through that vision and let it guide you in really liberating the seed of this book inside of you and bring it to life just as Sue has. And of course, if you want my help in doing that, right now is the only time all year. It won't be happening until again until May of 2021. Just go to bookbreakthroughquest.com so that I can help you get started with my free five-day training that is like literally going on right now. So Anything you want to say to wrap up, Sue, before we close? But um, I feel like you hit a home run with answering the question before I even asked it. <laughs> no, I just, I do, I just, I, I can't wrap up it without just recognizing you and what working with you did for me. And I mean that because, you know, I was voyeuristic. I saw the, I heard the webinar and I, I then listened to you and I just felt the immediate connection. And the connection I felt was that you, had the spirit and the, the the knowledge and the experience, but more so you had the spirit to allow me to do what I needed to do, but under this amazing guidance and sort of directional support to help me achieve that. And working with you both, you know, in the group setting and as a private coach, you know, as a coach, I understand the value that accountability serves, but it was through that work that I just stayed so motivated, meeting the fellow authors, being with an author group to write. You know, it just, the whole program allowed me to do this. You gave me the space and, and all of the resources to do this. And I, I truly am grateful for you. And listeners, she didn't ask me to say this. She didn't know I was going to say this, but I, I can't not say it because it was so much a part of, of making this happen for, for me, working with you and the team. Mm. So thank you. Well, thank you, Sue. I mean, every time someone chooses me as their guide and coach and cheerleader and confidant on this journey, it is such an honor. So thank you for giving me the honor and the great joy of bearing witness um, to your evolution, to being behind the scenes and being able to support you through every step of the way to get in this book and this workbook done and, you know, using it to help you grow your business and impact more lives and, you know, liberate leaders. So 
Thank you so much, Sue. And thank you all for being here today. Um, if you want to get more of a taste of my training, again, right now is the only chance to head over to bookbreakthroughquest.com and join me for that free five-day training. You'll, you know, we'll, we'll deeper dive together. We'll get to know each other better. And it'll just be an awesome opportunity to support you in this book writing journey. So again, thank you, Sue. Thank you all for being here. And I look forward to seeing you next time. In the meantime, happy writing, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.